What's going on guys? Caden Cleveland here with the Oklahoma Senate and we are back with another episode of OK Senate on Deck. This week's podcast topic that we're going to be discussing with President Pro Tem Senator Greg Treat of the Oklahoma Senate is going to be one that has really widely discussed, especially here in Oklahoma over the past few years, and that is criminal justice reform. Specifically, we want to hear from Senator Treat on all the progress that's been made over the last few years in this topic, but then also we want to hear about what the future looks like, or what, what steps still need to be taken as we uh, grow and as we improve in this topic of criminal justice reform. So stick around, guys. It's going to be a very important topic that we're talking about today. You're not going to want to miss it, and we'll be right back. All right, hey guys, welcome back. As I mentioned before, we're going to be talking a lot about criminal justice reform today. Before we get in there, just real quickly, uh, Pro Tim, how's your interim going? It's busy, busy. I'm up at the Capitol more often than I'd like to admit, but we've got a lot of things going on, a lot of uh, a lot of appointments to make, mm-hmm. a lot of deals dealing with law that we've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Before, uh, and just serving serving the good people of Senate District 47. That's right. It doesn't stop, does it? No. Absolutely. Okay, well, um, real quickly, just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on a topic that's been widely discussed, especially over the past few years here in Oklahoma, and that's criminal justice reform. Um, just to kind of get your thoughts on on uh, some of the progress that's been made in that area, can you kind of give us some insight on, on some a few of the pieces of legislation, kind of an overview on where we're at in that topic? Yeah, just to go back a few years, though, I, I got involved. Uh, the previous governor put me on two blue ribbon panels uh, with a wide array of Oklahomans to look at our criminal justice system. I think most people, I think it's pretty common knowledge that we lead the nation, unfortunately, in, in women incarcerated. And uh, now... We're always near the top in, in males incarcerated as well, but we eclipsed uh, Louisiana mm-hmm. as the highest incarceration state in the union on everything. So uh, what does that mean? I mean, we still want to have public safety, so we want to make sure people who are dangerous to society are locked up and that they get reformed if they can be. Uh, and we want to make sure that we ensure that the law-abiding public remains safe. Right. So you don't want to just say, hey, open up the doors of the prison, let everyone out, and let's move on down the road. But we've got to do it in a much smarter way. Other right. states have found uh, solutions that don't compromise their safety and also spend less resources on incarcerating people. Right. A lot of times that means uh, things like we did this year on Pay for Success. So uh, Women in Recovery is a program out of Tulsa that we did a Pay for Success model. In other words, philanthropists fund startup in the first couple of years of a program and then if they can prove results and that it's going to help meet policy objectives then the state kicks in some money and and really helps transform lives you mentioned pay for success there now just real quickly for clarification pay for success was a bill that was introduced this year by i think it was senator thompson actually uh, senate bill 210 and really it's it's focused on capitalizing on uh, both a mixture of private and and uh, state programs, and kind of helping people, uh, I guess, from re-entering the the cycle of getting back into the uh, the, the prison system. Is that yeah. kind of correct? Government doesn't have all the solutions. Mm-hmm. So when the private sector has money coming into it to try to help in some area, this area in particular, women readjusting to life, coming either out of the prison or trying to avoid prison right. service uh, or not service time. 
get the help they need in drug recovery, counseling, uh, child care sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a really innovative program. But yeah, Senator Thompson, the appropriations chair, ran that th this year. Previous four or five years, I've been running a lot of the criminal justice bills uh, that that kind of got a lot of stuff kicked off, me and others. But this year, being the pro tem for the first year, I really didn't run the criminal justice bills. Senator Thompson ran some, Senator Daniels ran some, hmm. Senator Yak, Senator David. So it's it's a it's a group effort. Wow. Uh, Senator Daniels did some things on occupational licensing, trying to make sure that people, once they get out of the criminal justice system, they're not precluded from being able to work and oftentimes pay fines, fees, uh, pay uh, for, for crimes they had done in the past. Right. A lot of times they get locked into system where they can't even qualify for a new job because the license occupational licensing. Right. So she opened that up some, Senator Daniels. She's the judiciary chair. And talking about fines and fees, we mm -hmm. also redirected quite a few of the district attorney fines and fees. So you don't want a criminal justice system that is based on fines and fees to fund the system. So it's a, it's a potential perverse incentive to to lump more fines and fees on and you've seen it ex especially here in Oklahoma County my my home county where people uh, st spend a lot of time in the Oklahoma County jail because they can't pay those fines and right. fees and it's a revolving door oftentimes huh. but we put about 20 million dollars uh, into general revenue for us to reappropriate out to district attorneys the assumption there is that some of the fines and fees will be uh, not as strictly there, there won't be as many because there's not that incentive to fund yourself through fines and fees. That's right. That's right. Uh, not that district attorneys are bad people. They're great people. They're on the front lines uh, protecting us. Mm -hmm. But just like you don't have troopers keep a portion of tickets, right. uh, great public servants, but it's a that that could be an incentive for you to have more fines and fees. Exactly right. I want to just rewind just real quickly and ask you a question about the occupational uh, licensing. Now, I, I think that this is a area that I think a lot of Oklahomans could have a lot of interest in because a lot of Oklahomans have been affected by this. A lot of times where uh, somebody's been through the prison system and that, that's on their, um, that's on their, I guess, their, their sheet or whatever that's called, their, um, where it keeps track of all their offenses and, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And they go to get a let's say like a haircut uh, license or something like that where they can be a hairdresser, there could be a potential of a certain thing that happened 15 years ago on their rap sheet preventing them from getting that license. Is that correct? Yeah, and Senator Daniels' bills put, uh, put a limit of 10 years where you couldn't be penalized for that. Wow, okay. And, and, and it also opened it up. A lot of times a deeper issue with occupational licensing, not necessarily within criminal justice, but mm -hmm. tied into it. A lot of times people, these License may have been created for a great purpose. I don't know. Right. But a lot of times it serves to keep competition out of the marketplace. Right. And we've got to be a lot smarter on that. Hmm. Do we need a license for some of these uh, professions? Do we need a license for some of these uh, businesses other than just make sure you register with tax commission and pay your taxes and, and all of that? So it, there's a deeper issue there. But yeah, uh, Senator Daniels' uh, bill will help us. It goes along. Senator Pugh. Uh, has been doing a lot of work right. on occupational licensing, set on a task force with former Labor Commissioner Melissa Houston, and we've made some headway there. That's awesome. One other thing I wanted to uh, comment on or get, you, get your thoughts on was there was a $10 million investment this year in, in this year's budget for uh, more mental health programs. I, I think it's called uh, Smart on Crime. Can you kind of comment on that and the, and the significance that, that that's going to play? Yeah. Uh, 
one of the overarching issues when you start looking at the prison population is you saw a rise in prison populations when there was a, a deinstitutionalization uh, on mental health. Wow. And you, you don't want to put people in institutions. Right. But you've got to have some upfront funding because prisons cannot just become warehouses for people who have substance abuse mm -hmm. and or mental health. And a lot of times those are uh, co-occurring. Right. So if we can put some money, we're able to put a significant amount in this year to be able to, on the front end, divert. So you don't ever get involved in the prison system, but you get the help you desperately need for, for your mental health issues. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the insurance plans are very limited on how they treat mental health. Right. It's been ostracized. There's been a stigma on mental health issues. We need to remove that stigma. I mean, it's like any other disease. Uh, that you need help for. Right. And we put some money into that this year. Oklahoma has less uh, options for people to especially have in-house treatment. Mm -hmm. And we, we've got to step up. Uh, other states around us uh, do a better job there. And a lot of times it's just resources. So we, we put a significant amount there and we'll continue our commitment on a going forward basis. And that goes into uh, what something that you even talked about way early on in our podcast when we talked about a lot of the agenda items for the GOP uh, for our Republican caucus this year was uh, stopping the problem before they actually are able to enter into the prison system and actually addressing those issues, maybe it's mental health or something like that, funding those programs so that they can correct those issues before they get into yeah, that system. That was one of our four agenda items in yeah. the Senate Republican caucus and we were able to achieve that. But just like education funding, I keep talking about wasn't a one and done and mm -hmm. we proved that this year. This, too, cannot just be a one-and-done wow. because it's an ongoing issue that we'll have to continue to, to fund and, and try to be creative in how we do it. Love that. Absolutely. Well, uh, Pro Tim, we're about out of time here, but before we sign off, do you have anything else to add? To add? Yeah, I think the main point I would like to make is we're not done on criminal justice reform. Yes. Mm. Um, let the dust settle from this session, see where we're at, but, but I want to make sure we continue to be ambitious in this. Uh, you know, the governor wants to make us a top 10 state. I agree with that. Unfortunately, in, in incarceration, we are a top 10 statement on the negative side of the equation. Right. And we've, we've got to continue our focus there. We can't be scared of reform. Other states have done it uh, to a great level of success. We've had great success mm -hmm. in the short amount of time we've done it. You've always got to balance public safety, and I don't want to lose sight of that. But I think over this interim, uh, there's some studies going on reclassification of crimes, uh, that the governor's doing, A.G. Hunter's involved in, I've got Senator Yeck involved in on this side. Uh, we are not done. Mm. We are far from it, and we're, uh, the Senate Republican Caucus remains committed to continuing to be become smarter on the way we deal with substance abuse, mental health, and crime. I love that. Absolutely. Great final word there. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Uh, if you do have any questions for us, feel free to email us at ondeck at okcenate.gov. That comes directly here to the podcast, and we'll be sure to um, maybe devote a whole episode to whatever questions that you have. So um, there, and also if you uh, are curious to uh, where our podcasts are available. They're on iTunes. You can just uh, go onto iTunes and search Oklahoma Senate Republicans, and that'll be the uh, top result there, the On Deck podcast. So 
Pro Tem, thank you again for walking us through this. It's a very important issue, criminal justice reform. And as you said before, the progress that's been made uh, doesn't end here. There's still lots of work to be done, and it seems like uh, that's that's the direction you, you want to head as well. Absolutely. Tune in next next time we go on episode 30. I can't believe we're almost 30. We're in the 30s, absolutely. It's big time. Absolutely. This is the it's a, It just proves that we are a long-term podcast here, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Well, hey, guys, thank you again for joining us, and we'll be back here in the next few weeks uh, to bring in uh, another topic for you. So. Pro Team. Thank you. Absolutely. Talk to you all soon. Bye.